Pulse9. They came up with a virtual K-pop girl group. Adobe, who now also made an AI image generator. Google currently is turning into two different directions that in my head don't make sense in the long run. Welcome to our weekly tech review podcast, where we explore the latest trends, news and updates from the world of technologies like VR, AR, blockchain, space technologies, AI, social media and consumer electronics. Whether you're a seasoned innovation expert or just starting in tech, this podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with the constantly changing world of technology. With me today on camera, I don't know, is Chris, <laughs> Vincent and myself, Henrique. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy and Upday. You can watch all our episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcast while you work out, drive or even travel through space. And without further ado, let's jump to the news. And the random generator picks Chris first. It's me, all right. Um, I've brought an interesting article actually from the K-pop scene. So... Uh, K-pop, uh, for those of you who do not know what that is, um, that is that, well, um, little, little, little strange music genre from Korea, uh, Korean popular music, um, where we often hear that young artists actually work themselves uh, often enough to death just to meet the high demands of the business uh, and their fans, apparently. So that seems to be um, quite stressful, quite exhausting there. Nonetheless, um, there is a new company, uh, a deep learning company, deep learning tech company called Pulse9. And they came up with a virtual K-pop girl group named Eternity. And um, the funny thing is that they really sing and dance and interact with their fans just like any other band. The only thing is, or the big difference is, that 11 members in that, in that virtual girl band's group, as said, they are all virtual characters and um, yeah by being so they have racked up millions of views online already and um, have somehow um, brought big enthusiasm uh, into the masses uh, so Pulse9 actually calls uh, the business with the hyper real avatars um, a new genre and probably that is so K-pop based on virtual characters and it's quite interesting what the uh, the founders of the company say. I have a quote here. They say, The advantage of having virtual artists is that while K-pop stars often struggle with physical limitations or even mental distress because they are human beings, oh, such a shame, the virtual artists can be free from these. So we see only advantages here. The good thing is um, the human artists can save their health and Pulse9 will uh, gladly take over and make the big business instead um, without any physical limitations um, in their virtual uh, artists. And um, I could imagine that this really is kind of a big business. Um, as far as I got it, the wave of uh, Korean pop has smashed into the global mainstream over the last decade or so. And it has become a, a multi-billion dollar market, right? So with the explosion of AI and uh, deepfake and avatar technologies, 
these pop idols taking their fame into a whole new dimension, if you want to put it that way. So they are cute, they are sexy, they are innocent, they are intelligent, and, that's the cool thing, never exhausted. So, Brave New World again. And they look super real. They look extremely real. Oh my god, I wanted to say the same thing. I, I, I wanted to ask, are you sure that this article is not lying to us? I, I mean, maybe it's a it's a ethics thing, because I don't have anything... Honestly, I, I don't have any negative thing to say about that. I, 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 I kind of think it's... No, I kind of... No, 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 which is weird. No, no, that's not what I think, but I feel very critical about it, even though there is nothing critical about it to say. I think it's an ethics thing that kind of tells me it's kind of weird that those stars are fake and that they are easy to twitch and to turn into every direction by its creator however then again i would say you normal stars are also they can also behave whatever they want to i mean they're free human beings so kind of cool but kind of strange i mean in the end you will still although they're like the how do you call like superhuman never exhausted can perform the whole time everything's perfect or perfect maybe in quotation marks i mean you still have people like real people who have talent and simply want to be an artist and still continue to make music and perform etc it's it's obviously then kind of annoying for them that they have more competition through virtual bands um etc but in the end it will not you know leave us without human artists in the end they will still be around and yeah now you have them as well i think it's just like another yeah just simply to be treated maybe as a as a new competitor um, yeah but but i see the unfair advantage here right and um another thing is um we see that in many areas at the moment right we see that with like chat gpt and with dali and with Midjourney, and so we have that in painting in design in photography in in the innovative creation of any kind of well visual effects um we have the, even with the videos they are starting at the moment then we have that um, in writing of course in the whole editorial sector now we have that in the music and performance sector so it's well it's um, it's increasing so i'm it's an ethical thing yeah um but i don't know it's also well it it, it and, and, and there's no end inside right so there are many other areas which will be taken over step by step by um, ai deep fakes virtual characters whatever if you combine that they are really well strong and um, yeah so this is somehow the brave new world i don't know exactly if i only like that i think it might have that charm or its charm but um i think it's it's like with everything else right it's a question of relation if it's happening here and then it's okay if it's getting into mainstream if it's getting a majority then i don't know i'm not too um enthusiastic about that and um also by the way if you look at these characters these virtual characters you can really see um they, they no they they really look quite real but you can if you look at them directly and close you can see that they are artificial and if you look at the videos um, which they produce they're very hard quick cuts and this of course um avoids that you realize or recognize the the um the, 
the, the, the, the, the artificial creation of, of the characters. But if you, um, if there are other videos where they, you can actually uh, look at them a little bit longer, and then you see that it's well somehow coming out of the out of the computer, and that looks a little bit creepy to be honest. It's I wouldn't call it uncanny valley. It's really almost perfect. It's not ninety five percent, not ninety eight. It's ninety nine comma something. But this comma something is again it's missing. It makes the whole thing unnatural, and. Maybe just one idea or one last point to that as well. Even nowadays, if I look at the um, artificially created or by AI created um, paint art, even there you see it. I mean, they are all in in their way. They are somehow perfect in their in a, in a certain um, mode in a certain way of creation. But quite often, I have the feeling that they all I wouldn't call look the same. Because that's not true. They're too different for that. But they have the same underlying kind of character thing. This the slight way of um, how would you call it um, unnaturality that you always just by that feeling should be able or probably could be able to differ like AI created art in contrast to. Um, human created art at least in the paintings uh, that's my current feeling at the moment i'm sometimes i'm a little bit annoyed of that to be honest it's it's too much at the moment everybody is working that with that so you you even get a little bit fed up with that to be honest if our tech review is valuable for you please give us feedback with a like or a comment that would help us tremendously and it wouldn't cost you anything and if you don't want to miss the next episode just click on the subscribe button and now back to the news and now, this. That is actually a good bridge to my article again <laughs> that I wrote today. So, because um, you already mentioned uh, these uh, technologies and arts and Midjourney and Dali and everything. So, um, I brought an article from The Verge, which is about Adobe, who now also made an AI image generator. Um, and this is a big launch for Adobe. Um, who've been actually been part of the creative app ecosystem for years now, but in the last month it was quite, you know, quiet <laughs> around them. And they've been on the sideline while all the others like Dali and Midjourney kind of introduced their tools for create images, videos, etc., etc. So uh, now they launch a set of generative AI models themselves called Firefly. Um, and it includes a tool that allows users to enter a prompt and receive an image in return, just like Dali and Midjourney, and another that generates stylized text. Um, the models will only be available through a website in the beta stage at this point, but Adobe is aiming to integrate the Firefly AI tools in its suite of creative apps, um, for instance, Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere, etc. Um, what is really interesting here as well is that unlike the others, the other competitors, they explicitly say that they want to be transparent about the data that the model is trained on. They say they are only using content that is out of copyright, um, licensed for training or in the Adobe stock library already. And they plan also to pay artists to who wants to contribute training data. 
um, through a compensation strategy that is not established yet. So it's it's still to be developed, but that's um, one thing they want to aim for to get more data. Um, and they're also considering allowing artists to train the system on their specific work, which ultimately is <laughs> kind of an invitation for fraud because people will probably train, you know, like imitate and then train data on a specific artist's work um, themselves. But they're aware of that risk and they're considering that and, and also it's still in development and not really um, enclosed on how they want to how they want to do that. Last but not least, they plan to offer a do not train system, allowing artists to embed requests into their image metadata to prevent actually training systems uh, from looking at them. But that only works if other model creators respect this request and um, stick to it. They didn't announce any other partners yet who have agreed to respect the do not train um, flag so far. But apparently they are in conversation with some other model creators. Um, yeah, but didn't say with whom at this point. Um, yeah. No thoughts on that. No, I actually have a very interesting, not, uh, not my thought is interesting, but I think it's very interesting. I have a thought about it, which starts right where those features are integrated. I think it's very interesting how all of those big companies now are integrating all of these different tools. And I'm very curious to see if this actually is beneficial. Um, I, I mean, we all know it. Uh, when new features are coming around, usually in the beginning, we're not creative, creative enough to actually make big use of them, hence the computer. But... Um, now looking, I mean, Tarek usually brings a lot of pictures, sometimes Alex as well, from Midjourn generated, uh, I think, a protocol that works very similar. And I, I'm having a hard time currently imagining what this will deliver in the end. However, obviously, they, the way they do it is for a totally different purpose. And Chris, you just mentioned it in your last article. Um, we see it in art as well. People are using those models. So, I mean, there must be very valuable, very effective use. However, uh, me personally, Vincent, I'm having a hard time right now comprehending um, how this will, in the first step, improve processes where creational AI and creative models are in use. I'm not talking about enhancements, there the use is completely clear. Mm. What they also said in the article that I forgot to mention is that in like with mid-journey and stuff, you have to like generate a new creation every time you want to update the effect, which is not needed here. Like say you create an image and then you can use I don't know Illustrator Photoshop or whatever and add on to that instead of um, yeah generating a new uh, version of it every time um, as one but example. I think this is how you do it in Midjourney too right so that you have like an initial um, result based on your prompts and then you um, do the refinement on that so I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. Especially in the paid version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably, which I haven't never yeah. tried. But making use of the um yeah, of the, the Photoshop features who are already kind of improving the image like 
with how you would already like improve a photo that is not AI generated. Um, so this kind of integration into their suite, I think, is can be quite powerful uh, in the future. Yeah, it definitely will be quite powerful. I mean, even what, what is possible today is amazing. And what will be possible tomorrow, uh, I cannot even think about that. But uh, as we had that before, so like just take the pictures you mentioned, which Tarek brings quite often. Uh, we have done the same in our team like last week. So we are actually creating, uh, we are planning a meetup and we have like created um, pictures for that. Uh, so just based on a prompt, right? So and it's amazing what kind of results you get there. So um, if we would have done that the conventional way, so there would be uh, at least one designer be um, busy for a week or so until he would have brought that result. And now you have it within uh, five, six, seven, twenty iterations with uh, Midjourney. So that is um, an easy thing to go. And this is exactly also what I what I meant beforehand. So um, the the innovation uh, innovative. Um, or the field of innovative uh, artwork is um, a little bit, well, is to be changed, right, by that. So people, human designers, human artists are being pushed back. And um, so in the name of efficiency, many um, companies, for instance, or jobs actually are being uh, handed over to, like... Technically, we haven't lost GPT. them, I think. I think, yeah. All, all, all these tools so yeah. Um, yeah there will be a big future for that no question um, but uh, yeah so as said it has also its, its downsides absolutely and now this well Vincent let's jump to your article then I have a very quick article and it's about something that I brought last week. I connected this one, uh, this article to it and it is about Google adding creative services through their open AI, sorry, their AI model, not open AI model, but to their AI model, through their AI model, they're adding creative services to their office suite. So very similar to what we already hear from Office 365 that was uh, announced last week. Um, it will um, include text writing. It will include uh, brainstorming. There's on the article, when you scroll down, you will find a list of things that Google said it will do. There's also a video included that gives a bit more background about it. And I, I, I find this very interesting because Google currently is turning into two different directions that in my head don't make sense in the long run to be combined. Because we see that Google is getting and obviously because they're losing currently, um, Google is massively fighting against AI-created articles and content to be indicated in the search engine. That means that articles that are purely written by AI in the future potentially might not be included in Google search results. On the other hand, they are so massively under pressure from Microsoft to keep up generally with with their products that are targeted to the professional um, to the professional users and professional customer clientele that they um, that they add a lot of AI creational features 
And at this stage today, of course, this is not a big issue because you have presentations and Word documents and email and the kind of things, stuff you usually would not enter as a search engine result anyways. But obviously, this is the foundation of what then builds a website, builds content that then will be included in Google search results. So I think as those features are getting more complex and more creative and just more integrated into our day-to-day -day life, we will see that Google will have it tougher and it will have it more difficult day by day to keep up with their strategy of, on the one hand, not adding content that was created by AI and on the other hand, keeping up with other companies um, that are offering it like that. And right now this may, may work as a as a strike against Microsoft, um, but uh, I think very soon they will need to soften their policy on one of those both sides. And I'm pretty sure, but this is just my personal opinion, pretty sure it won't be um, the one that they don't add uh, artificial intelligence, create uh, content to their search results. Because I think there is no way around adding more AI features to the products that you offer because otherwise there are too many competitors out there offering something similar than Google, like Google does. Even search engine, when we look at Bing, um, even though Bing is far away from being as great as Google is, but uh, it's a matter of data and a matter of use. and again a matter of integrating newer features that help you become such a unique product and uh, therefore i think um, this is a very tough time for google what a nice closing statement very good i hope you <laughs> like the article <laughs> well, i certainly agree <laughs> and i All guess right. chris as well absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right you well, guys Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> yes, thanks for today. And uh, we see you again next week with Tarek amongst us. And until then, enjoy the week. Bye-bye. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we here at Tech Review want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you. And if it was, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Don't hesitate to tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next episode.